0: another episode of Delisted the Podcast. I'm Michael Kay. And I'm Allison. The Emmys were on Sunday. We watched, yeah, we watched
1: them. Mm Mm-hmm. We did. Well, we had to. Yeah, it's kind of our jobs. (laughs) Right off the top, Allison, what was the highlight for you? The highlight for me, easy. This is the easiest question you've ever asked me. Uh, Rita Wilson in the opening. Okay. Doing like, I don't want to call it a rap. I'll I'll wrap my fingers around it in air quotes <laughs> and say wrap. Yeah, it, it was. I love that. Listen, I'm a Rita. I was about to say a Rita Ora stan, which might have been the very first time anyone in history has said the words. I'm a Rita Ora stan. No, Rita
0: Ora has definitely said that in the mirror. So you're probably the second person, second in history history <laughs> who's ever said that.
1: Um, maybe the third, if there was like a police lineup where like they made them say like, okay, just read off this card. Just say this random thing. I'm a Rita or a Stan. Anyways, I'm a Rita Wilson Stan. I love Rita Wilson. She's fascinating to me. It's insane to me that her and Tom Hanks made the kid that they made. But I was really like I would award shows don't surprise me anymore because I know that They really have to, like, pull out the stops when it comes to stunts to, like, get people interested in watching. But my mouth was agape when I saw Rita Wilson. I wasn't expecting that. Also because I don't necessarily associate her with TV. I think of her as more of a movie person.
0: What movies has she been in? Off the top of your head.
1: She, oh, (laughs) now and then, now and then, she also produced by Big Fat Greek Wedding. She was in, um... Yeah, yeah. She, she's, she's not a cameo. Yeah,
0: yeah, I don't know if she's done a lot of TV. The highlight for me, if anybody cares, yes. was I made pizza rolls and I ate them. So that was definitely the highlight for me.
1: I will say, Michael, as a person who lives in a place where pizza rolls are not like a popular food, I'm that would be my highlight if you, you can make them so easy. I'll send you the recipe. But okay. so yeah, so
0: as Allison said, Rita Wilson she was part of the opening of the Emmy. So the Emmys was a little more pared down this year. Last year was like Zoom extravaganza because we were yeah. fist deep into the pandemic and ass deep into the pandemic. And we still are, but they held like a pared down one in a tent. It was like Golden Globe style. There were tables. Cedric the Entertainer, he hosted. They opened with like an... T- Emmy's fied version of um, Just a Friend by Bismarcky. Mm. Bismarcky died this year, so it was like a tribute to him. So Cedric the Entertainer, who was lip syncing, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Rita Wilson was lip syncing too. Rita Wilson was
1: definitely lip syncing. There's no way Rita Wilson could have carried that off completely live into a mic.
0: No. So, yeah, they were lip syncing. Uh, LL Cool J and was not lip syncing little dicky who's dicky may or may not be little we don't know but his name is little dicky he was not lip syncing but they were all kind of rapping mm-hmm. and other people were holding the mic and rapping and then there was of course rita wilson which it was your highlight for me i was like should i just change the channel right now
1: because oh. if this is how we're starting but good that's, night that's, but that's that's always a highlight for me though when like when there's a moment where i'm like oh no this at this was the one that like didn't get like red sharpied out off the like um the notebook paper i just loved it though because she wasn't dressed up in a gown like everybody was wearing gowns and suits and stuff she was wearing her like little leather um skinny jeans and a blazer and her hair was all blown out she looked beautiful she didn't look like she was at the emmys again felt like a very strange choice but i think that like when it's weird and dumb that's when i'm hooked it wasn't as f- it kind of it's it kind of like made me expect the show was going to be really good and it didn't um maintain that level for me so that's my only critique of that i guess
0: yeah i was just like if this is what they're giving us the rest is probably worse, but no, it wasn't. It wasn't that bad. I'm glad that you loved it. You know, she is Shet Hayes's mother, after all. Exactly. He comes by it honestly. Yeah. So, Seth Rogen presented the first award of the night. Mm-hmm. It was for outstanding supporting actress in a comedy series. Ha- Hannah Waddingham from Ted Lasso won. And I legit thought she was Megan Kelly. Like when they panned to her, I thought it was Megan Kelly. I was like, what the hell is Megan Kelly doing there? She's she snuck she,
1: in. She she does have some major Megan Kelly vibes in her face for sure.
0: Yeah, she should have played Megan Kelly in Bombshell. But yeah, so she won and she was very excited. Like she was oh screaming. God. And I was like, are they mainlining Red Bull at the Ted Lasso table?
1: Oh, that's what made me think it was the Golden Globes, because I was like, this lady might be drunk, because it's an Emmy, which is definitely something to get excited about, but I don't know if it's something to get that excited about. There's no chocolate in the middle, like, you're not going to peel away any foil.
0: Exactly. Uh, But before Seth presented the award, he made jokes about how we're still in the middle of a pandemic, and he was told that Emmys would be held outdoors, and it really wasn't, it was a tent. Maybe that's outdoors to them.
1: For rich people, it is.
0: Yeah, like for some restaurants, outdoors is a tent. For you and me, that was for you and me. That was like a building. That was a domicile. That was straight up indoors. Yeah. So he mm-hmm. said like he didn't feel safe. We start by saying there is way too many of us in this little room. What are we doing? They said this was outdoors. It's not. They lied to us! We're in a hermetically sealed tent right now! I would not have come to this! Why is there a roof? But yet, he still presented and stayed. Um, he should have just said fuck it and left, like I should have done when Rita Wilson started rapping. I'm sorry. How I'm gonna dare keep you? saying that because I know it's your favorite thing.
1: There's so much disrespect lobbied at this poor woman. All she did was entertain. You're right, you're right. <laughs> but so after Seth made
0: those jokes, uh Reggie Watts, who was the DJ of the night, he had mm-hmm. to issue some kind of statement. I mean, obviously the producers got in his ear and were like let everyone know that, you know, we're following protocols and everything is safe here.
1: Yeah. He's like, we're not just like, don't let them believe that we're just letting in anyone off the street. They have to have vaccines or they have to have had at least the rapid test. This is not the Emmys is not a super spreader event.
0: Yeah, they weren't wearing
1: masks, though. They did No, I know. And there was a lot of when people were winning. There were a couple of times where I saw people like kiss a friend well like oh, yeah. a it, it was... I'm like on the fucking mouth? Like, are you kidding me? I would Michael, I trust you. You're one of the like maybe top five people that I trust the most in my whole life. And so you, so I? you
0: know so that means you know five people.
1: <laughs> I do. I know five people. Please Total. do not do not ask me to verify these five people. <laughs> no, but what I'm trying to say is if you like went to shake my hand, I would be hesitant. <laughs> And meanwhile, these people are, like, kissing on the mouth? Are you kidding me? Yeah, I would wave from a distance. Th- that I would be comfortable That would with. be safe enough. And I
0: would be like, I res- obviously, this is why I trust you, is because I respect your choices. Yeah, even air kissing, no. But yeah, they were very close, and they were doing all that. So, mm-hmm. the winners. So, mm-hmm. the crown won everything. Yeah, I mean, that didn't Blah, 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 blah. Me. Ted Lasso won a lot. Hacks also got a lot of awards. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of... Actors of Color nominated, but mm-hmm. none of them won. No, not one. White People was your year. White People cleaned up in the acting categories. Everybody from The Crown got one. Jean mm-hmm. Smart won for Hacks, deservedly. Kate Winslet won for Mayor of Easttown. And um, Ewan McGregor won for Halston, which that category was so bad. It was so <laughs>
1: bleak. Well, yeah, because when... He wins for Halston, no disrespect. This is going to be my disrespectful comment of the podcast. Ewan McGregor winning for Halston shouldn't have been a thing that happened. That should have been a nominee that just floated into the category Mm -hmm. where everyone goes, oh, that's right. They made Mm -hmm. a show about Halston this year. And Ewan McGregor seemed to enjoy playing that character. Congratulations to him. But like, that was not... I wouldn't describe that as like the type of performance where... Someone should be hanging on to an Emmy at the end of it.
0: No, but when I looked at th- when they showed the nominees, I was like, oh, like, really? <laughs> what are you doing to like he, a cartoon,
1: like a text? He was nominated. Like, like,
0: he was nominated. Yeah, because the best, that, the best actress limited series that was stacked, that was like any yeah. of them could have taken because like Kate Winslet, Michaela Cole, um, Anya Taylor-Joy. So it's like any of them could have taken her. But then it got to Best Actor in a Limited Series and you're like, "Oh." So yeah. So one uh but, oh, RuPaul did become the most awarded black artist in Emmy's history. RuPaul's mm-hmm. Drag Race won Outstanding Reality Competition and Ru won Reality Host last week. So he's won 11 Emmys.
1: 11. That's a lot of and that's primetime Emmys too. Yeah, that's that's like, I think I think the show has won creative arts Emmys, I believe, like for makeup and set design and things like that. So RuPaul has a trophy room that is maybe as big as his gown room.
0: Yeah, probably, probably bigger. And they've come a long way since the season one days of Vaseline on the
1: camera lens. Oh, but that was such a good season. I know. I love the look of it. They should go back to it. Yeah, I would trade high definition for that. Yeah, one
0: winner who did get a lot of attention, and not for good reasons, was Scott Frank. He <laughs> created, directed, and wrote all the episodes for The Queen's Gambit. He won an Emmy for one of the director awards. Mm-hmm. And this is where I'm going to apologize to Rita Wilson by saying she's like the worst part of the night. Because
1: she was not. He was. I would rather, I'd rather watch Rita Wilson try to rap three times over. Then listen to that speech again.
0: Yeah, I cannot disagree with you there because Bitch would not shut up. He just kept going, going, going. So winners get about 45 seconds before the Mm -hmm. band starts playing you off. And Debbie Allen, she won the Governor's Award. She's the first black woman to ever win the Governor's Award. And they Mm -hmm. start playing her off and she's like, don't play me off. And it's like, okay, you're Debbie Allen. You're a legend. She should have as much time as she wants. Cut those stupid skits and let her talk.
1: Yeah, d- nobody would argue with Debbie Allen talking. Or even like if Debbie Allen threw up some more clips of her dancing, again, no one would complain. The Emmy producers would do that. People at home would have a great time. Yeah,
0: nobody. But Scott Frank, so he went on for nearly three minutes, I believe two minutes and 50 seconds. And he, so when he first won and he, like the first part of his speech, he said, um, I'm not I can't thank everyone. That's what I am or that's why God invented IMDB and I'm like, okay, great, this is going to be short and sweet. A Merit Weaver speech, if you will. Yeah, and this was not short and sweet. The no. band tried to play him off three times, and he kept saying stop. And at one point he was like, Really, stop. And that's he- when that's when I should have shut off the TV. Jennifer, your support has been nothing short of heroic. Really?
1: No um he was so smug about it also Ugh. the whole the whole time i was sitting there being like sir you directed the chess show you are nobody nobody cares who watched this chess show a couple people like some people seem to enjoy it so i'm not gonna be Allison, super rude about so it. many people watch that chess show yeah but really in the grand scheme of things 50 years from now are we really going to be like all on our deathbeds being like oh that chess show our lives were changed No, but I probably. It's like, like, calm down, Scott Frank. Like, nobody, nobody's really, nobody needs you to talk for three minutes about the chess show. No, but
0: I probably will be on my deathbed thinking, like, that Scott Frank is still accepting his award at the 2021 (laughs) Emmys. And I would be right. But yeah, he kept going on and on. And like, for comparison, Michaela Cole won a writing award for I May Destroy You. Mm -hmm. She gave one of the best speeches of the night. It was 30 seconds long. It was perfect.
1: I just wrote a little something for writers, really. Um, write the tale that scares you, that makes you feel uncertain, that isn't comfortable. I dare you, in a world that entices us to browse through the lives of others to help us better determine how we feel about ourselves and to, in turn, feel the need to be constantly visible, for visibility these days seems to somehow equate to success. Do not be afraid to disappear. From it, from us, for a while, and see what comes to you in the silence.
0: Yeah, the short, sweet, wonderful, great, powerful. She got it all in in 30 seconds.
1: Show stopping, never boring. Yeah, also, Scott Frank, the way that he was kind of, okay, tell me, I'm reaching here. Scott Frank was talking like he was like writing a love letter to like all, like it felt very kind of, um, what's it called like that was the speech that you give at the rap party when people are like drinking and they're on their phones and they're like oh scott's thanking everyone again you know like it wasn't for the emmys like he was literally starting into everyone he worked with he's like he you know he's like oh the security guard who uh worked on the show you're tireless and it was all these like metaphors and stuff and it's like we're good just say yeah he could you. have yeah he could have done it in private like the yeah. way he
0: was like you went on and on about Anya Taylor-Joy and I'm like you you could have just told her this in private but congratulations to him <laughs> so who do you think who was your best dressed of the night and who was your worst if you have any worst? okay
1: yes so mine is really really easy my best dress was Michaela Cole because I love that bright like f- f- uh, fluorescent highlighter yellow color. I love it so much. Um, it's not a color I can ever wear because it always kind of makes me look like a uh, baby alien that just got out of the bath. Um, so it looked That's a look. on her. That's a look. You can, you can pull off that look. Yeah, in some areas I could do that, but it was like a tube, like it was a tube top and a skirt and then it had this like beautiful kind of big, giant piece of fabric beside it. It looked yeah, like comfortable. A train. Yeah, it like fit her perfectly. I thought it was so cool. And I love separates. Ooh, listen to me sounding like a fashion person. But like the separates of a tube top and a skirt, I I really enjoy seeing that. So who is your favorite?
0: Mine, I agree with you, Michaela Cole. Mm-hmm. Um I also love Nicole byers She wore like pink purple oh, fluffiness. Yes. I loved that. And the other one that I loved, which got a lot of, she ended up on the worst dress list, mm. but I liked it because it was weird, was Emma Corrin. She played Princess Diane in the Crown. She yeah. looked like a condom. It she, was, yes, Mew Mew and it was like beige colored and she had like a swim cap. She looked like a condom. But I was like, you know what? She went there. At least she gave us something weird. All these other people were boring ass dresses. That's why I have no worst dress because. Everybody was boring except a few people.
1: Okay, who is a boring dress to you? Oh wait, no, sorry, I'm Rita a, Wilson. I, yeah. Oh my gosh, how dare you? Well, here, here's my turnaround on that. Since you've you've been so disrespectful, well, here's my disrespect. My worst dress was Emma Corrin, and it's just because she kind of looked like a little bit of like a like a tapeworm to me, like oh, a yeah. little cartoon tapeworm.
0: Yeah, she looked but see, ridiculous, I, but that's why I loved it. That's why I watched these awards I want to see them look weird and you know bring some drama bring some i agree criticism. with you
1: i agree with you that different is better than boring i would rather see different than t- like tired and safe i would much rather see that but i just didn't but didn't yeah like, you liked rita wilson. <laughs> listen, rita wilson listen i love rita wilson was comfortable she was able to move her knees in those pants she didn't struggle her hair was beautiful The jacket was tailored perfectly to her body and she had an excellent statement necklace on. Okay, so let's move on
0: to Nicki Minaj, who we talked a little about last week.
1: Yes, because of Uh, the Met
0: Gala. Yeah, Nicki said she didn't go to the Met Gala because you had to be vaccinated to go and she hasn't gotten the COVID-19 vaccine and she needs to do more research before she gets it. So... In Nikki's defense, I can't believe I'm saying that. She oh, did,
1: Michael, a barb. <laughs>
0: I know. Yeah, I just came out as a barb. Um, yeah. She did tweet that she will probably get vaccinated because she has to go on tour, and she did say that people should get vaccinated if they have to for work or whatever, right? So she not totally anti-vax, but she has been doubling down on like the misinformation.
1: Oh, yes.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So like we mentioned last week, she claimed she tweeted to her millions upon millions upon millions upon millions of followers that her cousin's friend in Trinidad got the vaccine and he ended up with he ended up impotent and with swollen balls and his fiance left him because of it. Right. Totally true story.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. It was it was the large balls that gripped a nation
0: exactly yeah and so we have some updates mm-hmm. um, the health ministry of Trinidad and Tobago slammed Nikki for wasting their time because they said that they spent a lot of time investigating and trying to find the dude with the <laughs> swollen balls due to the COVID vaccine how did it's they like, investigate that
1: they, they like put out a call being like are you the guy and he's like sitting there like covering his like eye like face with his hands being like it's not me stop asking <laughs>
0: I know they, like, checked every single balls. Yeah, they, like, lined up the dudes, like, checked all their balls with a magnifying glass. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... (laughs) But they did not find the alleged man with the COVID vaccine-induced balls. Um, Dr. Fauci also said that there's no proof that the vaccine gives you a broken dick and that Nikki needs to think before she tweets. He he might be giving her too much credit. Uh, That's
1: right, like... Also, it's like very sweet of Doctor Fauci to assume that that's something that she'll put in place. Yeah, it's like it's not. This is this is far from the last dumb thing that she tweets.
0: Yeah, no, she's not going to listen to him. So Nikki also claimed she was suspended from Twitter. They denied it, and she said she was invited to the White House to talk about vaccines, but the White House said that they didn't invite her but did offer to put her on a phone call with one of their doctors, which is something they've offered to others.
1: Oh my God, they offered to give her a 1-800 number.
0: (laughs) And so Nikki then called them liars and said that they did invite her, but that she doesn't want to travel to DC with her baby. And she asked if they would do an Instagram live with her. (laughs) <laughs> we don't know if that's going to happen or not probably not
1: the white house is like listen we're trying to fight a global pandemic right now i we don't have time to go live with you and for the benefit of the barbs who haven't gotten their vaccine yet
0: yeah they're yeah they're not barbs they're team cardi b for now but um mm-hmm. so there's more so nikki was also accused of doxing two reporters so one from trinidad's guardian media limited and the other from the Daily Mail. So the reporters were trying to talk to Nikki's cousin's friend about his swollen balls, and were reaching out to Nikki's family to try to talk to him, like get a hold of him or whatever. Get a hold of him, not the balls. Well, maybe both. But um, so Nikki posted screenshots. Uh, from like WhatsApp where reporters telling like Nikki's family members that she will keep their info private and that other uh, media outlets like CNN might not. So Nikki claimed that the reporter was sending her family into hiding.
1: It's like, Nikki, you have already forced your family into hiding by. Yes. With this spilling all spilling all their secrets about their friends, impotent penises. Yeah.
0: Exactly. So in her Instagram stories, Nikki posted the phone number of the reporter, posted a picture of the reporter and said, bitch, your days are fucking numbered. You, you dirty hoe threatening my family in Trinidad won't bode well for you. And then she also posted the business card of a, the Daily Mail reporter who was trying to talk to her family, too.
1: Yeah, also not a great move considering that hasn't Nicki Minaj and her husband been accused of uh, harassing a woman that is his like victim? Nicki, take care of your go take care of your baby.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like Nicki's husband, he pled guilty uh, to attempted rape. And so he has to register as a sex offender. And the victim is suing them both because she says Nikki and her husband have been threatening her. They want her to change her story so he no longer has to uh, register as a sex offender. So, yeah, so she's really on a roll, you know, pedophile defender, married to a sex offender, (laughs) (laughs) spreading misinformation, talking about her cousin's friend's balls. Yeah,
1: Yeah, when she's not tweeting out misinformation, she's allegedly harassing people. Take her phone away. She's using it for evil.
0: Yeah. Her, like her publicist. I can't believe she still a publicist. First of all, she does. Because I look. That poor I like, person.
1: I know. I'm starting to think it might actually just be her. It, it's like, there's, there's, well,
0: who's her alter ego? Who's her alter ego? Roman. Roman. Yes. That's <laughs> who her publicist is. Because that's the only one who would take that job. Because they're like,
1: shit. It's like it's not worth the money or the health benefits. Yeah.
0: So let's end with some words of wisdom from the legendary purveyor of glamour and trash, John Waters. John Waters did an interview with Town & Country, which does that make sense or does it not make sense or both?
1: It makes perfect sense to me.
0: Okay. It, feel, it, feels, yeah, it makes sense.
1: It, because it, to me, it feels like perfect camp, right? Because he did a serious interview with Town & Country.
0: With like a snobby magazine. With yeah. a
1: snobby magazine. That's perfect. I okay, yeah, you're right. I pictured something better.
0: So John hasn't directed a movie since A Dirty Shame, but he's busy. He's acted on Search Party, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. He's got a one-man show. So a piece of the interview was about how bad taste, he thinks bad taste is over and isn't fun anymore. And he blames Donald Trump for that. So I'll read his full quote, but it kicks off with him talking about how Trump called John Waters' hometown and his kingdom of Baltimore a city of rats. So this is what John said. Okay. I mean, Ricky Lake wears a roach dress as Tracy Turnblad in Hairspray. She kicks a rat off her shoe when she has her first romantic kiss. Trump wasn't in on the joke. Even bad taste wasn't fun. Those Christmas decorations, he thinks that's good taste. He ruined bad taste. Bad taste... I don't even think there is such a thing anymore. I think what used to be called bad taste is now American humor. When I started, it was sick jokes. That's about as funny as an iron lung. Now the kind of stuff I had in my early movies is normal. That's why my movies are now playing on television, which I never thought would happen ever. So is bad taste dead, Allison?
1: Um, I don't know. Well, I mean, it's kind of hard because... When, to me, when I think of, like, when I think of something being bad taste, it it is maybe a TikTok I've seen where I think, oh, my God, that's, like, so trashy or so bad. But then it doesn't really register. Like, you'll send it to a friend and be like, isn't this horrible or weird or stupid or whatever? And they're just like, yeah, I guess. But it's because you've seen everything. Like, social. I would say that. I wouldn't say that, like donald trump has ruined bad taste i would say that like social media has ruined bad taste because we've seen everything there's nothing else left to see there's nothing shocking anymore but then again it's like there are like things that are like in in poor taste i suppose but yeah it's just like it's maybe i'm jaded maybe i'm super cynical now
0: well D-listed is still alive and well so obviously bad taste is is kicking but yeah, we still uh, have
1: it in our own little corner of the world <laughs>
0: Yeah. And I like he's saying, you know, what he did in his early movies you see on TV now. I don't think y- killing a chicken during a sex scene would air on TV now. Although Netflix is probably like holding meetings to see if they can get away with that for the attention. But, or like eating dog shit. I don't. Well, Guy Fieri eats worse on the network. So, <laughs> so he, ha- he does have a point. But, I think bad taste is just not as celebrated as it was. I don't think people get it. Like for an example, tiny example Mm -hmm. is like when I do, I do the birthdays list on the site. And when I used Mm -hmm. to do it back in the day, I would choose like pictures that were like glamorously tacky, right? Because that's Mm -hmm. what is attractive to me. That's what is pretty to me. It's like tacky, over the top, and people would love it. When I've posted pictures like that now, I've gotten emails like, why did you choose such an ugly picture, such an unflattering picture for this person? Like, they don't. people, Yeah, people don't. Some people don't get it now. That, to them, is offensive. It's, like, ugly. So I do think, like, that's why sometimes... I do think like bad taste is just not as celebrated as it was. That's why so many celebrities are wearing these boring ass dresses on the red carpet. They're playing it safe because people will drag them for
1: it. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess it's also kind of the same way why like everybody has the same face now.
0: Yeah, everybody's the same. Yeah, Everybody
1: kind of wants to be the same and like uh, sort of safety is celebrated. Oh my God, John Waters is right
0: yeah and also it's like the our reality is more absurd than art
1: yeah that's kind of true
0: yeah but uh bad taste might be alive and well because lulu rich is lula roe is a thing (laughs) which we'll talk about later
1: yeah you know what it's it's true yeah john waters obviously needs to watch that documentary which like you said we'll talk about later michael i've got very exciting baby news for you
0: do you are you oh my god who
1: (laughs) well it depends on your level of excitement who you consider a celebrity um and how much energy you have to dedicate to a rich person's baby so princess beatrice no i'm not excited (laughs) oh yeah i knew it i knew it oh i set myself up for failure well, if you're Queen Elizabeth, you give a shit about this for sure. So Queen Elizabeth's uh, granddaughter, I was going to say her like, I think it's her third grandkid. Yeah, I get confused
0: um, with with all that. With yeah, the royal it's family. like
1: William, Harry, Beatrice, Eugenie, uh, Alvin, Simon, Theodore. Yeah. So <laughs> Princess Beatrice is, um, she's been married to her husband for about a year. He's this rich Italian uh, aristocrat. Counts.
0: Yeah, he's a count. Count, yeah,
1: he's a count. Count Eduardo Mosi. So they just had a baby, and we don't know what the baby's name is yet. It's probably going to have a title, um, which wouldn't it be cool if it was count. But it's yeah, not. it'll get
0: a. The, the baby is a girl, correct?
1: Yes, so it'll be princess.
0: Yeah, so she'll get no. She she's going to get a title from the Italian side. She won't get one from the British side. But yeah, she'll probably be a contessa like be- Princess Beatrice is now a contessa, Princess Contessa Beatrice.
1: Oh my gosh, imagine being a contessa.
0: I know that sounds better than princess, right?
1: Just ask Ina Garten. She's the barefoot contessa. She knows what well, it's like to be a contessa.
0: Yeah. So what do you are what what do you think they're going to go for names? Do you think they're going to go for an Italian name?
1: Oh, for sure, because how romantic does an Italian name sound? Like it's going to be like
0: Sophia Lorenz? Def-
1: no, it's going to be like <laughs> Stefania, Joanne, and <Germanotta. laughs>
0: <laughs> Lady, Contessa Lady Gaga. Gaga.
1: <laughs> do, you, do you think it's going to be a British name or an Italian name? Um, then it's probably going to be
0: My Father is Innocent Ella.
1: Oh, but if it's Italian, it'll be My Father is Innocente.
0: Yes, th- let's go with that.
1: Be like FBI, leave him alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Michael. I know that you're. I know that you like the bodyguard, and I've and, never uh, had a, yeah. Yep, we've never had a conversation about the bodyguard. I don't think, but I'm sure you like it.
0: Oh no, we have on here. We, we have, have well, talked about the bodyguard here.
1: Forgive my goldfish brain. <laughs> the bodyguard is the best. It's such a good movie, and um, Warner Brothers is going to remake it. Excuse me. They're gonna reimagine it. Right now, mm-hmm. it's being written, so they don't have anyone who's gonna star in it. Um, but this is—I'll make a bold statement. This is a terrible idea.
0: <laughs> well, th- th- we talked about it last time. We talked about it last time because there was a rumor from Dumois. Oh yes, that Channing it was, Tatum yes, and yes. Cardi
1: B. Yes, which would I would have watched that? You would. It. That would have been dumb. I would have been into that.
0: Okay, I know you don't want a bodyguard reimagining remake, whatever they're calling it, but who would you cast? If you had to, you have to cast it.
1: Okay, if I have to cast it, and I'm positive they're going to do a gender flip version. I know they would, because if they did, if they did, the bodyguard was a boy and the body that he's guarding is a woman, uh, people would lose it. They'd be so mad. So I'm going to say that the body that needs to be guarded Mm -hmm. would be Ansel Elgort. And because they're the only people they can appeal to, by the way, is Gen Z, because they're the only ones that the bodyguard hasn't been baked into their DNA. So the body needing guarding would be Ansel Elgort and the bodyguard would be um, Addison (laughs) (laughs) Ray.
0: That will 100% be it.
1: If, listen, if Warner Brothers is dumb enough to remake The Bodyguard, they're dumb enough to cast those two people in the lead roles. All right, yeah. who, are you, who are you dream casting for The Bodyguard remake?
0: Okay, I'm going to do a gay version. Perfect. So I'm going
1: to say the body that needs
0: guarding is Little Nas X. Okay. And the guard who guards the body, Luke Evans.
1: <gasps> All right. I'm kind of in... I'm into this. I'm actually into it. I would watch but It's probably
0: that. going to be the uh, Whitney hologram. Because she's going on tour, so then she's going to do the movie, too.
1: The Whitney hologram likes to work. Yes. So she'll do it. All right, Michael, uh, I don't know if you've ever redone a bathroom before.
0: I and have I don't, not personally.
1: Okay, I was going to say, I don't mean... My mom direct, did, like, a bathroom. Up.
0: Oh, oh fact, wow. Many bathroom, yeah, but my mom likes to renovated a bathroom. Have you ever renovated a bathroom?
1: Trading spaces. No, I've never owned a house, so I don't know what it's like to um to be able to change things out without begging your superintendent um yeah, breaking rules. Breaking rules, yeah. So, this woman named Amber Truckee, which is a great name. She lives in Colorado. She recently hired um this contracting company to redo her bathroom and at the end of the bathroom renovation, the big reveal was that they destroyed it with a sledgehammer because the contractor claimed that Amber didn't pay uh her whole bill. According to Amber, she paid 3330 Oh my god, I can't read a number. $3,330. I- <laughs> 3330. <laughs> Numbers are hard, Allison. Numbers are really difficult. She claims that she paid a little over $3,000 of a bill that was um, almost $7,600. So the okay. contracting company was like, We're not leaving until you pay the bill. Amber claims she didn't want to pay the whole bill because she wasn't wowed when she saw the final result. And she wanted to inspect it first and they didn't want to inspect it. So they took a sledgehammer to it and completely destroyed it and left her with holes in her tiles. She can't shower now. No,
0: her bathroom is wrecked. And like the neighbor recorded it. Like Amber was not home yes. and like the neighbor recorded it. Who Who is in the wrong here? Judge Allison, who is in the wrong?
1: Oh my gosh. This is why I'm not taking over for Judge Judy anytime soon. Um, I think... I'm not going to make any friends with this. I think the contractor was right. Oh, you think because he was right? He was right to destroy it. What? Yes. Okay, oh, no. Why? Are you okay, Are you team Amber Truckee?
0: Yeah, I'm team Amber Truckee. But why do you why? think he was in
1: the right? I think he's in the right because I know what it's like to have to chase people down to get... Like, I have been a freelancer before. And I know what it's like to have to chase people down to for your money to get paid. And I also have friends who are like, you know, freelancers. And they could go like two and three years without ever getting paid. So this contractor maybe was nervous that he was not going to get paid that full amount, and she was going to dispute a bunch of stuff. I mean, listen, it was very aggressive to actually break things. Well, I don't think it's good for business.
0: Like I'm not—I don't know if (laughs) you—it's not great for business. Winning business by destroying the product. Like he probably
1: should have taken her to court. It's true can i tell you what i would have done instead if i if i was a contractor if i was a bathroom reno i would do the whole bathroom completely and not install the toilet so that then when they come in and they take a look they can be like oh my god it's beautiful and then okay great so can you pay me all the money yeah i'll do that terrific once the check clears, I'm going to install your toilet for you. Yeah, that's and a good then, idea. And then if they're like, no, I don't like it, I'm not paying. Well, great. Now you have a hole where you can take a crap. So I'm not installing your toilet. Yeah.
0: Or what, another thing he could have done is he could have um, uh, pulled up his phone to the clip of Rita Wilson rapping on the Emmys and played <laughs> it at her. And she she would have said, oh,
1: my God, stop. Okay, I'll pay you double. <laughs> I, thought you, I thought you were where that joke was going is that she would be like, Wow, I certainly am wowed by that performance. (laughs) Depends on if you're a Rita or a fan or not, I guess. Wilson, (laughs) Wilson. (laughs) I did that on purpose. Oh my goodness. Okay, moving on to some real talent. Britney Spears is back on Instagram. She saved saved Instagram because it was tanking when she left, yeah. Yeah, the stocks are back up again. Mark Zuckerberg breathes a sigh of relief. So Britney Spears got engaged to her fiancé, Sam Asghari. And after she got engaged, a couple days later, she went completely blank on Instagram. She, like, deleted her profile. And then she explained on Twitter, I'm not, nothing happened. I'm just, I want to take a break and I want to enjoy my engagement without having to, like, see a million comments. So after a week, she's back. Everything is right with the world again. Yeah, but so her, the
0: Free Britney people, people, they, they think something in the milk ain't clean because her first post back was like, um, I'm back, you know, celebrating my vacation, uh, my engagement in Palm Springs, and her hair was different. So they think her hair looked different than her engagement pictures that she posted on Instagram. So they think something is up, like it's not her.
1: Oh, OK. I mean, we definitely need to trust the Free Britney movement because they've been kind of right about other things.
0: And she wasn't wearing like a Charlotte Ruth uh, choker in the picture. So, but yeah, they, they might be mm, onto something.
1: That's suspicious. OK, but can I tell you what I was expecting when she came back from Instagram? I was scared. She was her first post back would be a completely bare ring finger saying, hey, everyone, it's me, Britney. I'm back. After a week I decided I didn't want to get married. I am no longer with Sam Escari. I'm gonna dedicate myself to learning some new dance moves. That's what I was terrified of. So yeah, that, I'm
0: you know what it would, wouldn't be worse than that? You know, what? if her first post was a clip of Rita Wilson rapping. <laughs> you... <laughs> I'm gonna sneak that into every
1: single I, I know, I'm going into this last story like <laughs> extremely hesitant. <laughs> Oh, where is he going to put it? Okay, so I love KFC, Michael. Do you love KFC?
0: Um, <laughs> I like their sides. I prefer Popeye's chicken, but I like K- some of KFC's sides.
1: You like the sides? That is such a non-endorsement. Poor KFC. <laughs> That's like the beautiful dresses of... Yeah. I like their yeah. sides. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, okay, two, two men from New Zealand really love KFC, and they were recently arrested for smuggling KFC into Auckland. So... Auckland, right now, New Zealand, we know, like, took quarantine really serious. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. took COVID unbelievably serious. And they have recently had, like, cases spike again. So Auckland is in a level four lockdown, which means everything is locked down. There's no takeout places, no nothing. You have to make okay. your food at home. So these guys really wanted KFC. So they traveled something like 750 miles to another town to get KFC. And then cops saw their car traveling on this dirt road being like, that's suspicious. And then they popped the trunk and here's what they found. They found three buckets of chicken, 10 cups of coleslaw. These are two bandits after your own heart because I know you like those sides. (laughs) (laughs) One box of large fries and then four large bags containing various items, various KFC items. And then they also found $70,000 in cash. (laughs) So maybe they were gonna hit up a bunch that's
0: of KFCs. <laughs> Look, they needed to buy some weed before eating yeah. that KFC. Okay, and that was their weed money. Or maybe they are. Maybe they're um, dealers, and that's a smart business.
1: I you would buy sell it.
0: weed and KFC.
1: Oh, one stop shop.
0: <laughs> are they facing like Are they facing jail time or anything?
1: I'm not entirely sure if they're facing jail time. Would you
0: Um, risk it all for KFC?
1: Yeah, no question. (laughs) Are you kidding me? (laughs) I'm more, listen, I'm more certain about risking it all for KFC than I am certain that Rita Wilson delivered a show-stopping performance at the Emmys on Sunday night.
0: And you know what would have been worse than finding (laughs) KFC in that trunk?
1: What, Michael? (laughs)
0: So, we need to talk about Lulu Rich, which we mentioned earlier. but let me ask you this, Allison, what yeah. do you think of the title Lula Rich? Could you have come I, up with something better? because uh, I, I was I, I'm not sure yes. about this title
1: so the yeah, the company name is Lula Ro. yeah, I would have called it Lula No.
0: oh my God, yes,
1: because it the whole thing is about how these women. Like, we'll again, we'll get into it. I'm jumping the gun a bit here. How uh, they joined up and then they had to get out fast because yeah. they were getting fucked over.
0: Uh-huh. I would
1: call it Lula, Lula No. Uh,
0: perfect. Yeah, I like that better than Lula Rich. But Lula Rich is a four part docuseries that's on Amazon. It follows Lulu Ro, which is basically a cult and a MLM scheme. Um, it, uh, how would you describe an L, 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 MLM? MLM?
1: An, an MLM, I would describe it as being like, um, to somebody who doesn't know, so I grew up kind of like in the country slash suburbs. So MLMs were really, kind like you always knew somebody who was involved in one of them.
0: Like Pardon? Amway, did you have
1: Amway? No, we didn't have Amway in okay. Canada. It wasn't big, but um, our big ones were like, Arbonne, Avon, okay. Mary Kay, okay. Pampered Chef. Um, okay. What and, was the
0: first one? Uh, Arbonne,
1: Arbonne. Arbonne.
0: Arbonne. What did, so, what did they sell?
1: Okay, so Arbonne used to sell like creams and shampoos and soap and stuff, but now Arbonne does that. Plus, they sell makeup and they sell diet shakes and they sell diet pills and they sell diet bars. So they're kind of very they're they're veering into like Herbalife Amway kind of thing. But it's sort of like the best way I describe an MLM is like if you've ever been invited to someone's house apropos of nothing. And they tell you, oh, we're just going to have a little party. We're going to get together and like bring your wallet because maybe there will be some stuff you want to (laughs) buy. That's an MLM. Or if you have a coworker who all of a sudden becomes really friendly to you at work. Like I had this girl I worked with who was really mean to me and then one day she was super nice and she came over and she's like, hey, what are you doing at lunch? Uh, I'm hosting a little jewelry party if you want to come. And I was like, oh, we're friends now, apparently? So that's what it is. But it's kind of it's direct sales, but then also there's it's a pyramid scheme. Most of them, most of them are a pyramid scheme.
0: Yeah, it's mostly based on recruiting. Yes, others. recruiting. Mm-hmm. So, so that's what Lululearoe is, and they sell like the tackiest clothes. It's like yeah. the, it's leggings was their big thing. They're still in business. They're still facing all these lawsuits, but the basics are that Lulu ran is ran by the husband and wife team of Deanne Brady. And Mark Steiden, So she started the whole thing like in her trunk. and Yeah, then, she
1: was just selling some like random clothes. It was Maxi it wasn't a, skirts. Yeah, like, maxi these skirts. Ma- I loved it. It wasn't a pyramid scheme at that time. She was just selling clothes.
0: No. And then her no. husband joined. So they're kind of like a low, 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 low rent. Tammy Faye and Jim Baker.
1: Yes, because he also he also talked to about how he came from Amway way was like a thing in That's his family. Right. Yes. Yeah, so it was like, he's familiar with the scam. So that kind of set it all up for me.
0: Yeah, and so it, it ballooned into this big, I don't know, is it a billion dollar company
1: yet? Yeah, they reached a billion dollar status in like 2017 or 2016.
0: Okay, so like a billion yeah. dollar MLM company. So it's, it's their focus is recruiting. So it's like, you have to recruit a certain number of people and those people you pressure them to recruit more and recruit mm-hmm. more and recruit more re- recruit more and those at the top were making like you get a cut of everybody's sales and they
1: were yes. making these crazy bonus checks oh my god every they're, month their bonuses for seventy thousand dollars a hundred thousand yeah, like three hundred thousand i think that was insane to me that part of it i was like okay i get it i see how people get tricked into joining pyramid schemes 'Cause that's a lot of money. Yeah.
0: And so Lulu Ro has been accused of pressuring their consultants to recruit more people, um, to make Lulu Ro their whole life. Like everything had to be Lulu Ro. They would pressure them to get their make their like husband quit his job mm-hmm. so that he can join Lulu Ro to like trap the whole family so the whole yes. family is dependent on Lulu Row. Mm-hmm. So was there was that scary. um they had been accused of encouraging women. And this was a whole... This should be a whole docu uh, docuseries. But encouraging women to get skinny and go to Tijuana to get gastric bypass. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they were, like, driving their consultants down in, like, caravans of 20 people so that they could all get the surgery and then fly home because they had to, like, look good on Instagram.
0: Yeah, to sell the product. Mm-hmm. And so... And, the, and they were accused of, like, selling shitty products at one point. And when people would want to get out, they weren't getting them, giving them refunds. So there's a lot of messiness with it. They're facing a lot of lawsuits. The state of Washington sued uh, them for running a shady MLM. So, yeah. So that's basically what it's about. There's a lot, lot more to it. Yeah. But what, what were your takeaways?
1: Okay. So uh, the biggest one for me was... So first of all, they did like a very classic scam, which is that um, everyone who, not everyone, but most of the people who worked in higher positions in their business were their family members because a family member won't blow the whistle on you, right? Like they're all in on the Mm -hmm. scam too. Yeah, yeah, So it kind of reminded me sort of like of Stretch Pants Shameless, or not Shameless, Succession.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because everybody is involved in the scam.
1: Everyone's involved in this game. They're all making tons of money. They're all kind of weird in the fact that they have this giant, huge family and all the husbands and the wives and the daughters and all this stuff. They all work for LuLaRoe. The yeah, like Deanne and...
0: had like mm-hmm. tons of kids. He had tons of kids and weren't two of their kids married to each other?
1: Yeah. So they got together yeah. and, and two of their kids got married and they're like, oh, that's not weird. And everyone at home. Is, like, yeah, oh, that's oh, weird. <laughs> weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. they. Oh, so they got married. Your Your daughter and son got married. That's Um, also the husband and wife reminded me this is what they were like this is what i got from it um they kind of reminded me of villains from a muppet movie like you know the muppet movies that were made in like the late 70s early 80s um like deanne looked like she was gonna seduce kermit and the guy looked like he was gonna seduce piggy and it was all part of a grand plot to steal their money that's what they reminded reminding me of. Because they were so over the top. Like, they would tell all these, like... Like, the husband loved telling these stupid, like, hokey-jokey, dumb uh, metaphor things. Where he's like, let me tell you a little something about corn. If you don't plant it, it don't grow. And then two seconds later, he'd be stumbling over himself to explain how it wasn't a pyramid scheme. And they weren't scamming people. Yeah, and they turn everything,
0: like, into a positive. They'd make yes. it, like, a positive. Like, when they were being interviewed for uh in the Washington state trial, you mm-hmm. know, they would ask Deanne, like, um, you know, what do you think of your consultants making three hundred thousand the three hundred thousand dollars bonus checks and you know from um from recruiting all these other people, getting all these others into the pyramid scheme? And she her answer would be, oh, I think it's wonderful. I think it's He's inspiring. Inspiring. Yeah, everything was flipped into a positive. And that's when it's kind of cultish.
1: Oh, my gosh. Okay, can you tell me if you remember this part? When she's doing her deposition and they're talking about the hashtag that they all had to use, which was hashtag because of LuLaRoe or because of LuLa. And so that's what um, consultants would do that. They would pose with their mercedes or they would pose in front of a giant house or like mm-hmm. in a louis vuitton store and then they would have this is on instagram and then they would hashtag mm-hmm. because of lularoe mm-hmm. so that other people would be like oh wow you're making all this money I can from can i can have that and so they're like Deanne, are you familiar with the hashtag because of lularoe <laughs> and she's like uh no i don't think so and then they so they show her an instagram picture and she goes well i can see it right here only two likes <laughs> Oh yeah, she said. How sad? Only two. (laughs) Only two legs.
0: Yeah, it was. There was a lot of like those classic moments where they would catch them. Another one of the was one of my favorite moments. It's a Lulu You know, they were asking, the producers were asking Deanne and Mark during their Mm -hmm. interview about how they feel Lulu Row empowers women, and Deanne is about to answer, and he goes actually, can I answer that?
1: And he taps her He taps her. <laughs> he taps on taps hand. her. Like, he's like, like wait. Yeah, it's doing a question this about
0: female empowerment, and he's
1: cutting off a woman one.
0: to answer it.
1: That was, um, that's, like, the kind of perfect, um, the perfect, like, interview thing. That's kind of like the jinx when Rubber Durst goes into the bathroom and, like, admits to, admits Murder. that he's guilty. Mm-hmm. It's, like, when you're, producing a documentary you cannot ask for moments that are better than that than a man putting his hand on his wife being like let me talk about female empowerment yeah that was a classic moment it was so good okay also I loved how LuLaRoe so one of the big things about the uh, LuLaRoe experience was they would throw these huge events like huge cruises and stuff again because they have like money to burn and they're trying to keep people in like when you want to keep someone in the scam, you have to reward them. You have to keep them, want to keep them around. So they were th- they were throwing these cruises and these huge events. And in the beginning, they're like, I'm t- oh, I was trying to find somebody to speak at our event. And um, we got Mario Lopez. And the guy was like, his fee was actually pretty low. <laughs> I was like, well, because he was Don't saying Don't call that- Mario Lopez out like that.
0: Yeah, he was saying that lulu row was mostly uh filled with millennial women mm-hmm. so he would like he would play music from today and they would, and they would be uh, and then he would play music from like the ni- late 90s and they'd be like ah! so that's yeah. why he got mario lopez and mario lopez so did not want to be there
1: oh no mario lopez was absolutely only there for the check yeah. And when Mario Lopez doesn't money.
0: want to be some when Mario Lopez has a frown in front of a camera, you know something is up. But yeah. to piggyback <laughs> off that, one of my favorite and one of my favorite people in the docu series was oh, Daryl Trujillo. Oh my God. Yes. Goodness. So Daryl Trujillo, I he was he worked like the re- retailers, um customer service. So he had to deal when retailers had issues, which they always did. Mm-hmm. But um Kind of uh, when Lulu Row was was getting a lot of bad press and there was lawsuits, they held one of those events and they hired Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, and she performed. She obviously got a check for it, and Daryl was you know, saying on camera that he was so disgusted that he used to love Kelly Clarkson and his favorite song is that song she did with Jason Aldean, Aldean. and he'll <laughs> never be able to listen to it because Kelly Clarkson took a check from these scammers that <laughs> was don't... the tragedy that's the tragedy that he can't listen to this Kelly Clarkson song
1: anymore. honestly to this day I will not listen to Kelly Clarkson at all I am full on boycott which is sad because I love Kelly Clarkson as a singer I love that duet with Jason Aldean. Uh, Don't you want to stay? That's one of my all-time favorite songs, and I can't listen to it anymore because of her. I felt so bad for him because you know, you know that he listens to. He used to listen to Wrapped in Red every Christmas. You know oh, yes. he did, and he cannot listen to it anymore. And I feel so bad for him that he can't do that. He was such. He was like one of the heroes of it to me. Well, I mean, a lot of them, a lot of them, except for you know, uh, Deanne and her husband were heroes, because you just feel so bad for them like everyone got scammed
0: did you feel bad for the consultants
1: i did and i'll tell you exactly why i'm gonna get serious for a minute here um i felt bad for them because the culture of being a stay-at-home mom sometimes will like can break a person because you don't feel like you're contributing in a meaningful way. You can sometimes see friends that are like working. I'm not speaking from experience, by the way, because I have a job. But like what I'm trying to say is you can like see your friends that have jobs that they're like feeling super fulfilled in. And but you also want to be with your kids like that's something too. So mm-hmm. Lula Rowe promised their big thing was um, full time income at part time work. And they were like, the whole thing was, be with your kids, have a meaningful, be a meaningful mom and stuff like that. Barely work, but make all this money and like contribute and make your husband feel like you're contributing to your house. And then, so like, that is very alluring to somebody who thinks like, well, I want to be at home with my kids, but I can, I'm having a hard time paying my bills. And I want a job, but I can't maybe afford to put my kid in full-time daycare. And so I understand how they got tricked. But then I'll say this. Here's where I get rude. I totally get how they would get tricked. But after the first month, they should have been like, this is a scam. Like, I got tricked and this is a scam. So the ones that were in it for years, that's where it's like, okay. But at what point did you guys realize that this was bad? Because it's very obviously a pyramid scheme.
0: Yes. And yeah, I hear what you're saying. Like a... Totally understand. Yeah, and I and I do feel sorry for most of them, but there was one point. So there was one consultant. You know, she's bringing mm-hmm. all this money from bonus checks because she had recruited all these people, mm-hmm. which she basically scammed all these people too. But she believed in the dream, and she right. believed in that. But she was talking yeah. about she was making all this money, and she went to dinner. She and mm-hmm. the check was ten thousand dollars, and she paid. I it remember. no problem. She said I paid it no problem. And that's when I'm like, uh. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's when I would have been like, okay,
1: yeah. Yeah, that's that was a little bit gross because it's like, all right, you definitely like have you not questioned like, is this dirty money? Is this a bad business? Because no reasonable person should be making ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars like a week on crappy leggings.
0: Yes, and that's—I mean—the money is too easy, and obviously, yeah. someone's suffering, and it was everyone below them, and eventually, they suffered because they—they lost everything. And it's, and can we okay? Can we talk about these clothes? Which
1: yes, we can. How were these clothes?
0: To. I'm really trying to wrap my brain around how these clothes became popular because, like, the okay. leggings—they looked like. Alisa Frank herpes outbreak on your legs. They looked horrible. It was like Alisa Frank rash.
1: Covered, covered in dog barf. Dipped yes. in dipped in a fart. Yeah they, were, yeah. yeah, they were so... But you know what? Here's the thing though is... Okay, here's my theory about why they were popular. That kind of like tacky dressing to me was really big in like 2009, 2010. I'm thinking like... LMFAO, and when people mm-hmm. got really into, like, neon, and, like, you know, like, the Kanye West shutter shades and stuff. Yes. like okay, yeah. So, that kind of, it was, like, neon, stupid stuff, dumb t-shirts that, you know, have, like, grumpy cat on them. It was, like, a, it was very, like, millennial-driven fashion. So, that kind of aesthetic, though, doesn't really trickle down to suburban moms for a couple years. And I think that that might have been, um, a style that appealed to like that generation of women who maybe didn't pick up on fashion as quick. but also too like these are all stay-at-home moms so it's like you know if you're around kids all day long, you're also around bright colors and tacky stuff and loud stuff. So it might just be already part of their vibe.
0: yeah, and if your kid barfs on your leggings, I mean it'll probably make them look better. so that yeah. that's that's also a selling point.
1: At least the vomit will strengthen the fibers so that they don't rip a giant hole. Yeah, it will, it will or cover the hole.
0: So yeah. yeah. So that's Lula Rich or Lula No, mm-hmm. as Allison has retitled it as. Yeah. It's um on Amazon Prime. We recommend it if you like mess. Which, mm-hmm. Who doesn't like mess?
1: Yeah, and it's well. Speaking of mess, that's the clothes. But also, I would say it was very quick to watch. Like I felt like I was watching a long docuseries but it's only four episodes
0: yeah it's an easy messy watch Mm -hmm. so that ends this show if you have a question comment note for us you can email us at DTP at DListed.com so goodbye to Rita Wilson apologies to Rita Wilson (laughs) And yes, I'll be ending this part with Rita Wilson rapping.
1: Bye. Goodbye. Hulu <laughs> so much TV